Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ginger Rogers, William Powell. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Your host, the director of the star's own theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Your neighborhood good Gulf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Everything about tonight's play is lucky. It's the story of two people whose luck changes when they go on an experimental honeymoon together. The title is Lucky Partner, and we're lucky to have as our stars... This year's Academy Award winner, Ginger Rogers, and your favorite screen comedian, William Powell. Of course, there's music by Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra, with Frank Tours conducting. And in just a moment, the curtain will rise on the first act of Lucky Partners, starring William Powell and Ginger Rogers. During the past few weeks, as you know, I've mentioned little things of interest about your good Gulf dealer. Well, I was just thinking that it would certainly be an interesting to set up a candid microphone outside almost any good golf dealers and ask folks why they stopped there. A housewife might say, I like the golf dealer because he's a good housekeeper. Notice how clean and neat he keeps his station. A man who takes particular pride in his car probably would comment on the extra courtesy services like wiping your windshield, checking your tires, your oil level, and your radiator, wiping off your headlights or some of the other services that make motoring so much more enjoyable and carefree. And lots of people would probably comment on the friendly, helpful spirit with which the Gulf dealer welcomes motorists to the sign of the Gulf orange disc. Tonight, or tomorrow morning, sure, stop at the sign of the orange disc in your neighborhood and get acquainted with the independent good Gulf dealer. Notice how systematically he services your car. Observe how willingly he renders those little extras that add so much to the pleasure of every mile you drive. In short, introduce yourself to that good Gulf service and those top-quality Gulf products, Gulf No-Nox Gasoline and Gulf Pride Oil. <laughs> that applause, ladies and gentlemen, means that William Powell and Ginger Rogers are now entering from the wings of the Gulf Theater. And in just a moment, you'll hear Ginger Rogers as Gene Newton and William Powell as David Grant in the Gulf Theater production of Lucky Partners. And now we visit a small town in the middle of New York City, Greenwich Village. Greenwich Village is one place in the world which has not changed. A place where anything is possible. A place where romance, fantasy, and adventure will never be crowded out by subways and taxicabs. 
The scene opens in Nick's small Italian cafe. The cafe is empty except for Gene Newton, who sits alone at one of the side tables looking worried and upset. Like some coffee, Miss Jean? Oh, not now, Nick. Please go away. I'm nervous. Oh, Jean. Golly. Oh, Aunt Lucy, I'm so glad to see you. Well, I came in for a cup of tea. Oh, Jean, dear, what's the matter oh, with you? Oh, it's Freddie. You mean uh, Freddie you're engaged to? Yes, he's killing him out in the alley behind the restaurant. What are you talking about? I'm talking about murder, don't you understand? Freddie is killing Mr. Grant out in the alley behind the restaurant. Oh. Who's Mr. Grant? The artist from across the street. Oh. Maybe we ought to stop it. No, no, it was my idea. Well, dear, if you think it's all right. He insulted me, so I sent for Freddie. Maybe you'd better begin at the beginning. A waiter. Yes, madam. Tea and cinnamon toast, please. Yes, madam. Now, Jean, how did Mr. Grant insult you? Well, it all started this morning. I was leaving the house, and I met Mr. Grant. He was coming down the street. He was whistling as he approached, and then suddenly... Good luck. What did you say? I just wish you good luck. Oh, why? Oh, no reason. Well, do you think I need it? Oh, not at all. Oh, you you just wished me good luck for no reason at all? Yeah, no reason at all. Oh, well, thanks. No, not at all. Bye. Bye. Well, that was all he said. So you sent for Freddie to kill him? No, not then, but funny things began to happen, though. They've been happening all day. How funny. Well, I've had good luck all day. So you asked Freddie to kill him? No, 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 no. That came later. Oh, dear, what's taking him so long? How big a man is Mr. Grant? Well, he's not as big as Freddie. He's Freddie's six foot two, mm-hmm. you know. But is Mr. Grant way? How should I know? He's a sort of an intellectual type, oh, you know. poor man. Well, go on, Jean. When did he insult you? Just a little while ago, I was I was here in the restaurant having lunch and thinking about all of my good luck, and then Mr. Grant walked in. All of a sudden, a simply marvelous idea came to me. So I got up and I went over to speak. May I see you for a minute? Oh, certainly. I uh, uh, want to make you a proposition. Well, that's nice. I mean, this is a business proposition. Oh. Uh, It's not quite the same thing, is it? (laughs) Look, do you want to or don't you? Well, I can offer you an open mind. My name is Gene Newton. This is what I want to ask you. Uh, My name is David. Uh, Now, I have an idea. You know, I like the name of Gene. How do you like David? Look, this isn't social. It's business. Oh, of course. So you said. Proceed. You remember you wished me good luck this morning? Yes. Well, I had good luck. I found a $5 bill... I sold a set of encyclopedias at the bookshop, and I hope this isn't going to sound too silly to you. No, not at all. Well, you wished me good luck, and then I had good luck, and suddenly I began to feel lucky. You know how those things sometimes happen? Mm -hmm. I had an intuition about it. A hunch? That's right. I'm convinced you brought me luck. So I'd like for you to go with me on 50-50 on a sweepstake ticket. On a what? You know, a stoop straight... Steep straight... Oh, you're making me nervous. I... Well, stop staring at me that way. This is a perfectly sensible proposition. You bring me luck, so we buy a, stick for, uh, a ticket together, and we win. Oh, yes, I see. You see? <laughs> well, oh, well, what do you think about it? I take it you're anxious to win some money. Well, I certainly could use some. 
What do you want money for? Freddie Harper and I are going to be married. And then what? Well, then we leave for Poughkeepsie. For your honeymoon? No, that's where we're going to live. Well, what about the honeymoon? Oh, that's not important. Honeymoons are silly. Oh, don't you believe it? Oh, the honeymoon can come later, maybe. Besides, I don't see how it concerns you. Oh, but it does. Because you want me to bring you luck so that you may win money, so that you may marry Freddie, who will take you straight to Poughkeepsie. Can you give me any good reason why a man as sentimental about honeymoons as I happen to be should be a party to any scheme as disgraceful as that? Look, I didn't think we were going to get into all of this. Maybe we better just forget about the whole idea. I'll ask somebody else who's... However, I, uh, I might be willing to sacrifice my principles if, with my share of the sweepstakes winning, yeah. I could do something, uh, something beautiful. Well, I don't care what you do with your share of the money. Well, my proposition is this. Uh-huh. If I may apply my winnings uh-huh. toward a complete and proper honeymoon before you settle down on Poughkeepsie, uh-huh. well, then I'm willing to go 50-50 with you on a ticket. Oh, well, gosh. That's terribly sweet of you. Oh, but I couldn't let you pay for our honeymoon. Oh, it would be a very great pleasure. Oh. You see, uh, uh, I'm an artist and a uh, sentimentalist. Oh. Well, if you insist. Good. You know, I think we should drink to this. You like Paul Roger, 26? Who? Uh, champagne. Here. Now, Miss Newton, let's drink a toast to what I confidently expect to be the most wonderful experience of my life. All right. A toast. To our honeymoon. (coughs) What did you say? When? What was that last, those those last few words? Didn't you say our honeymoon? Exactly, our honeymoon. You mean... Yours and mine? Yeah. Is that what you meant all the time? Of course. We can have a wonderful trip. A honeymoon as a honeymoon should be. Music, flowers, moonlight. Would you mind waiting here for just a moment? Oh, will you be back? (laughs) You can count on it. Just wait. Mr. Grant, I want you to meet my fiancé, Freddie Harper. How do you do? How do you do? (laughs) Mr. Grant... I want you to repeat to my fiancé the proposition you made me. Well, uh, Jean tells me that you want to get married. <laughs> I have every hope just as soon as Jean saves enough money. <laughs> Never mind about that, Freddie. This man insulted me. He did? Yes. Well, I, I, I merely said that I shall buy half the sweepstakes ticket on the condition that if we win, Miss Newton will take a little trip. What's wrong with that? With him before I marry you. What? Did you say that? Well, you, yes, I did. But you see... There's a, there's a philosophical basis to the whole thing. Now, I have a theory. Come on outside. Freddie, what are you going to do? Now, you stay here, Jean. This is not for well, your eyes. This way, chum. Well, out well, to the Freddy, alley. what are you going to do? Get going, chum. Well, very well, if you insist. But uh, I think I should explain that this is just an idea. They're still out there, Aunt Lucy. If Fred murders Mr. Grant, they'll send him to jail. Oh, dear. The back door is opening. It's Fred. Well... I'll be. Who's that man with Freddy? He's very handsome. That's Mr. Grant. Is he very friendly? Freddy has his arm around his shoulder. Well, Jean, I've been having a little talk with old Dave here. With whom? Dave. I call him Dave now. Yes, yes, and I call him Freddy. Very cozy. Yeah, let's turn that radio off. Now, uh, Jean, good old Dave here has made it all very clear to me. Yes? Your hunch is that if Dave goes in on the ticket with you, you're sure to win. That's the idea. All right. He'll do it. Oh, he will, will he? On what condition? Well, you see, Gene, Dave is an eccentric type. 
He has a lot of peculiar ideas that you and I don't understand. <laughs> Crazy old Dave, the boys at Yale used to call him. I'll bet. Now, all he wants is just to make people happy. Well, he's not going to make me happy. He tells me you'll travel as brother and sister. He just wants to be company for you. I'll say. It's in the nature of an experiment. Yeah, that's right. An experiment. What kind of an experiment? What an experiment in uh, human nature. The experiment of taking someone who's about to settle down prosaically in Poughkeepsie and giving them one little shot in the arm of magic and enchantment. A few days of music, flowers, moonlight, sweet dreams on on a quite impersonal plane. Oh, that's lovely, Jean. How do you mean, impersonal? Strictly impersonal. No, like a like a guide, like a fatherly scientist. Yeah, you know, Jean, fatherly. Yes, Jean, fatherly. Yes, like a nice fatherly fox. Is that wrong? Uh, no, oh, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Only a little, dear. Well, all, all experiments are crazy until they're proved. <laughs> yeah. Why, old Dave was shocked when you jumped to the wrong conclusion. You shouldn't think, think, think things like that, Gene. Oh, now I owe him an apology. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Why, if I weren't too busy, I'd like to make that trip with him myself. Niagara Falls and music. And flowers <laughs> and moonlight and sweet dreams. Yes, I know. And you'll travel as brother and sister. Your share of the sweepstakes winnings are yours to keep if you win. Remember that, darling. The experiment will be paid for by David. Well, all right. I'll try your experiment. Ah. I'll be a guinea pig. But let me tell you this. A strictly impersonal guinea pig. Oh, of course. the first act of Lucky Partner, starring Ginger Rogers and William Powell. They'll be back in a moment to continue our story, but now, the gulf spotlight falls on a young man whose thoughts have already turned to spring, Bud Heaston. Well, folks, spring is certainly a season for changes. The birds are changing winter homes for ones further north. You women are thinking about changing to new spring clothes for the Easter parade. And you motorists, well, you're thinking about changing the motor oil in your automobiles. So, here's a suggestion. Anytime you need oil... Get Gulf Pride motor oil. It's easy to see how good Gulf Pride is by just looking at that little measuring rod under the hood of your car, the rod you use to tell how much oil you have. For that rod shows you that when Gulf Pride is in your crankcase, it stays up to the full mark a long, long time. Your engine runs smoothly, too, and your repair bills are mighty low. You see, this famous oil is refined by the Alclor process... And as a result, Gulf Pride is more resistant to the chemical breakdown of oil caused by air. And since it is more air-resistant, Gulf Pride forms less sludge, less carbon, less varnish, lasts longer, gives you really fine lubrication. So next time you need oil, or when you're making your spring oil change, stop at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc for Gulf Pride Motor Oil. of the Gulf Screen Guild Theater is ready to rise on the second act of Lucky Partners, starring William Powell as David Grant, the psychology-minded artist, and Ginger Rogers as Gene Newton, his unwilling partner in a sweepstakes ticket. And, if they win, his guinea pig for an experimental honeymoon to Niagara Falls. In a 
addition to the first prize, other lucky sweepstakes winners are Thomas Augustine Lewis of Little Neck, Miss Dawn Ginsburg of Yonkers, Horse Eiffel Roach, 4326 Lennox Avenue, Harlem, Gene Newton and David Grant of Greenwich Village. What are you so happy about, anyway? Oh, it's very simple, my dear. We won the sweepstake prize. Now we're on our way to Niagara Falls. How do you like being guinea pig? <laughs> Is your heart filled with apprehensions? Look, I don't have to discuss my heart with you, do I? Oh, not unless you uh, feel the impulse to. My impulses are under control, thank you. You know, I think you're still suspicious of me. You're not in a very romantic mood, are you? Mm-mm. Perhaps we better talk about something else. Mm-hmm. The beauties of nature, perhaps? Hmm. Or the wonders of science? Hmm. Now, consider the modern automobile. Consider this car. Very nice car. Ah, spark of interest. I'm glad you like this car, because it's yours. Mine? Yeah, just uh, slip this owner's certificate into your purse. But it's my car. Oh, but you shouldn't have done that. Oh, I told you that if we won, every penny of my share of the sweepstakes money was going to be spent on you. Freddie would call that a waste of money. I, I mean, spending money just to have fun and... Well, you know, Freddie's very practical. Yes, I'm sure he is. Oh, I must remember to wire Aunt Lucy so she can tell Freddie I've gone. What, doesn't he know? No, he was in Poughkeepsie on business when I left. Oh, we must wire Aunt Lucy. Yeah, by the way, uh, you have a date with me for 10 o'clock tonight. Oh, no, I haven't. Well, don't you want any dinner? We shan't get to Niagara Falls until 9.30. Uh, oh, dinner. Well, all Then, after the salad, uh, pastry. Yes, sir. Uh, coffee, Jean? Yes, please. Coffee. Yes, sir. And champagne. Uh, uh, make it Paul Roger, 26. We have a sentimental association there. Haven't we, uh, Jean, dear? But why? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yes, my uh, sister and I always drink toasts in Paul Roger, 26. Uh, brings us luck. An old family custom. Yes, sir. Uh, shall we dance, sister? <laughs> thought I'd be doing this. Walking? <laughs> I mean walking in a beautiful garden in an evening dress. It's so romantic. Oh, wait, wait. This is what I brought you out to see. Hmm? The celebrated wishing well. Oh. It has remarkable powers. You toss a pebble huh? and you wish. Huh. It's funny when you think of it. All those pebbles and what they stood for. Yeah. Yes, great big ambitious hopes and and, and modest little ones. Mm -hmm. When your heart's very young, you wish on the grand scale. <laughs> this it must have, that it cannot do without. And then we grow up. And we learn that there's, well, there's very little the serious heart really needs. Friends, peace, a window open to the world, pride in work well done, and, oh yes, one thing more thing I've been talking about since the day I met you. Call it beauty, romance. Call it the bloom that mustn't die. I know. I know what you mean. It's the thing I thought didn't matter. David. Yes, Jean? I owe you an apology. For what? For being so, so suspicious. 
You've been wonderful to me, David. It's very easy to be nice to you, Jean. Well, let's drop some pebbles in the well here. Here goes one for me. What are you wishing? I'm not telling. Well, here goes one for me. Are you telling? I wish that your wish, whatever it is, may come true. Yes, and your roses are right here on the table, and I can hear music from somewhere. Music and flowers and moonlight. How would you like to jump into your room and meet me on the balcony just outside our windows? We can talk for a while. All right, David. I'll see you there right away. There's uh, something I'm afraid I'm... David, I don't know what you mean. You've been having such fun, and now suddenly you want to go home in the morning? That's no way to act on a honeymoon. Well, a bit complicated, Jean. You see, I wasn't fooling when I started this. It really was an experiment. What I did seemed like a good idea at the time. It was. But I was deceiving myself. How do you mean? I thought I had no ulterior motives. I knew that you thought I had, and that amused me. I tried to play the role of a god. <laughs> you know, fooling around with people's destinies. I should have known better. It seems that I am somewhat less than godlike, my dear. Well, not to me. So I am afraid we must go back to being as we were. Well, that won't be easy. Well, good night, Jean. Good night, David. Jean. Yes, David. Jean, we're going to make believe that this last half hour, this last half minute, never happened at all. But it did happen. You just kissed me. Well, who could that be? Let's go in and see. Jean, it's me. It's Freddie. What, Freddie? What are you doing here? What am I doing here? I want to know what you're doing here. Is he there, Freddie? Gene Newton, you're I... packing and coming home with me right now. Freddie, I'm afraid I'll have to ask you to be more... You shut up. You can't grab my girl and... And, and, and... and what? That I don't know. Oh. So you don't trust me. And I don't trust him. What's he doing here in your room? He wasn't in my room. He was on the balcony and well, I Well, he's not... in the room now. David, I'd better talk to Freddie alone. Well, I'm sorry if I've caused any trouble between you. That wasn't my intention. Good night, now, Mr. Freddie Harper, what brings you here at this hour of the night? I'm taking you home. And I'm not going. This was all your idea in the first place anyway. It was not. It was his idea. Did you think I really meant you could go on this trip? Didn't you mean it? Of course not. I was only trying to keep that nut along to get him to buy the sweepstakes ticket with you. Oh, I no. wasn't going to let you go on any trip with you anyone. You were just lying. So when I read about you winning the sweepstakes, I hopped a train. And what did I find when I got to New York? Aunt Lucy. Aunt Lucy with a telegram from Niagara Falls. Freddie Hopper, do you mean to say you never intended for me to keep my part of the bargain? Well, I wouldn't exactly put it that, that way. That was just plain dishonest of you. And he's been so generous and sweet and such a darling about the whole thing. And a you... darling? Do you mean to say he hasn't tried? He hasn't made any... Do you mean he's... he hasn't even kissed you? Well, hasn't he? Has he kissed you? Yes. Just once.
You see? I'm going to tell that guy where he gets off. He can't take my girl. What are you going to do? I'm going down the hall to his room. Where is his room? Right here, right next door. Oh, right next door. Very nice, I must say. Freddy, you're not going to murder him again, are you? Open up there. Open that door. I'm coming in, Grant. Get out of the way, Jean. Now, where are you? You, you, you... Why, he's not here. David. Woo! David! Skipped, eh? Oh, well, he must have just gone for a walk. Yeah, and I suppose he took his baggage with him for the exercise. Give me the desk. Hello? Hello, what's happening, Mr. Grant? Mr. David Grant. Huh? He checked out. Well, did he take the car? Well, how long ago? Well, get me a taxi, please. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Where are you going? I'm going after that man. That crook. 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 Yeah, that's it. He stole my car. He's a thief. He took the car. What car? You haven't got a car. Oh, yes, I have. And I have the owner's license to prove it. Freddie, I have to leave, but I want you to get on the phone and call that toll bridge on the road to New York. What toll bridge? Tell the police that David Grant has stolen the car and that they have to stop him. Uh, It's a green car and it belongs to me. And tell him he's a a crook and to hold him until I arrive. So long. Uh, Now, wait. Don't you want me to go with you? I certainly do not. You call David a crook. Uh, Let me tell you something. David has been honorable and just lovely uh, from the very beginning, and uh, you've been the bad one. You've been suspicious, but I've minded and and uh, oh, Freddie, you're all right. I don't mean it really. You're you're all right. It's just that I'm so I'm so well, I'll tell you another time. Call the toll bridge. Come on. For heaven's sake. Thanks for getting me out of the clutches of the law. Oh, that's all right. I might have ended my days in prison, but for you. Oh, don't mention it. I can't figure out how the policeman at this toll bridge knew the car wasn't registered in my name. Awfully clever, these policemen. <laughs> you arrived in the nick of time. <laughs> yes. Wasn't it fortunate, wasn't it? <laughs> nice of you to talk them out of it. <laughs> not at all, not at all. I wasn't stealing it, no. you know. I, I was just driving it home. Oh, sure, it occurred to me that you... You might like to drive home with Freddy. <laughs> but now I'll take a taxi to the train and you may have the car. Well, I better be getting on. Uh, Bye. David. Yes, Jean? Um, why, why did you run away? <laughs> I'm afraid you know. Well, I, I want you to say it. Well, the music, the flowers, and the moonlight must have been working overtime. They were intended for you, but they uh, went to work on me. And, and and say it. Say what? You know. (laughs) And so do you. You know it now, and I almost believe you knew it that morning when I saw you in the street and I said to you, good luck. I think you knew it then, even though I didn't. I knew what then? You know. What? I haven't the right to say it, Jean. Who says you haven't? I say you have. You're just stalling. Oh, why do men find it so difficult just to say... To say, say, I love you? What did you say? I love you. I didn't hear you. I love you. Well, why didn't you say it that way in the first place?
Thank you, William Powell and Ginger Rogers. Your appearance here in the Gulf Screen Guild Theater tonight marks another milestone in the progress of the work of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. For as you know, ladies and gentlemen, all the stars who appear here in the Gulf Theater donate their performances, making it possible for Gulf to make a generous weekly contribution to the Motion Picture Relief Fund toward the building of a home for those of the picture industry who may be in need. Next week, we've got another hit on our hands. Gulf presents Carol Lombard and Fred McMurray in the motion picture comedy that had the whole country in stitches. True Confession. It's a story about two newlyweds, played by Fred McMurray and Carol Lombard. And things begin to happen the moment Fred finds out that his bride is a charming but incurable liar. Carol's fabrications get them in hot water again and again. And finally, they wind up as the feature attraction in a murder trial. It's a show you won't want to miss. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater production of True Confession from the Gulf Theater next week with Carol Lombard and Fred McMurray. The music, of course, by Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra with Frank Tours conducting. Until then, this is Roger Pryor saying good night, everyone, for your neighborhood good Gulf dealer. Now shooting at RKO on her newest picture, Tom, Dick, and Harry. William Powell will soon be seen with Myrna Loy in MGM's Love Crazy. Next week, from the Gulf Theater, a treat for the whole family. Carol Lombard and Fred McMurray in True Confession. Don't miss it. But he's been speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.